I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Daddy! Yes, Daddy! Zan Daddy! I am here talking with one of my dear friends, Zan. He is one of my boys, my college roommates. We're talking about secret dad things. If you're a dad, you know what we're talking about. And if you're not a dad, but you kind of want to know what that daddy is thinking, we are gonna dish, dish, dish. Ariel did a complimentary episode where they talked all about mom truths with Rachel Cole. And I'm here with my buddy Zan. Zan, how are you doing today? I'm really good. My my son, who's three months old, set a new sleeping record last night. He went five hours and 35 minutes, which I know to the minute because of the snoo. What? That's yeah. huge. No soothing, no red, straight, straight blue, blue on the snoo. It was straight awesome. Straight blue on the snoo. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's great. A little different for me last night. Uh, Wes, my three-year-old, who should be just straight blue 24-7. Well, <laughs> straight blue for, you know, 11, 12 <laughs> hours at night. Uh, woke up screaming multiple times. Maybe something was scary. I don't know. But it, that's that's always, always rough when you're like, I thought I only had to deal with the six-month-old. But the toddler wakes up. Oh, boy. Dad, yeah. come in. Yeah. <laughs> Got him back to sleep, and we're here. Welcome to Baby Steps Weekly Parenting Comedy Podcast. Like I said today, we are talking about dad secrets. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, raise five stars, and at Baby Steps on social media. Zan, one thing uh, that people may, who are Try Guys fans, remember you from is in the uh, a lie detector test. Uh, you're one of my close college friends. Uh, I, I famously said that if you were um, hanging like off of a, you know, train tracks or cliff or something and the other Try Guys were hanging off a cliff that I would choose to save uh, my college buddies because I'd, I'd known them for longer and they were, were, were in, in, you know, dear, dear to me. Um, and then everyone freaked out and it was very funny. So congratulations. You're one of my oldest friends. <laughs> Thank you. And likewise. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some dad secret stuff. First, to give some people a background, a little bit of background on you, I I want to hear about what was it like being a stay-at-home dad? You chose to be a stay-at-home dad. You did it for over 2 years. And what was that what period of time like? Yeah, it was uh it was it was it was a crazy period for sure. It was with it was just with my daughter who's about uh well, very slightly older than Wes. Um, and from the time that she was about four months old to the time that she was like 16 or 17 months old, uh, I was a stay at home dad. I lost my job and hung out at home with her. And it was, uh, 
it was wild. Um, I mean, like just watching her grow up, like watching her learn to walk and crawl and talk, not in that order, uh, <laughs> was was awesome. Um, but but definitely wild. Yeah, I mean, I, it it it's so so tough to uh, do all of the dad things, but at the same time, you are now you're there. You're seeing every single moment. You know, I I was on a tour bus freaking out that I would miss a certain moment and being able to stay at home. You're like, well, I'm, I'm seeing everything. I'm maybe seeing too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It changes your perspective on the, uh, the pace of things. Mm. Like, you know, you always hear like, oh, they grow up so fast, which they do in retrospect, but man, they grow up slowly <laughs> hour by hour. Yes, if you're if you're watching it for twelve hours at a time, they, they grow up so yeah. slowly. Like, oh, you're you're almost rolling over. You're millimeters past where you rolled over yesterday, but you're still not rolling over. Maybe you'll roll over tomorrow. To give everyone context, uh, Zan has a very similar, um, you know, children's ages to me and Ariel. You have a a three year old girl and a three month old boy. Um, yeah, and uh, during that time, your your wife, um, who's a doctor, was was the one uh, working a bunch. Do do you? Yeah, she was she was in training for uh, for basically. I mean, she she was in training for basically. She was a resident when when our daughter was born, and she became a fellow doing like some specialized stuff shortly thereafter. And fellowship was a lot a lot of work. Um, and it was during her fellowship year that I was full-time stay-at-home. Now, I feel like there's a stereotype with dads that either they aren't as invested as the mom or they're a bit more distant. I mean, that's the, the true stereotype of the, like, you know, 1950s dad. It was very distant. But I feel like, you know, dads today are, are really, really tapped in and maybe in a different way. Um, but we have a we have a dad's text thread that is uh, quite active with uh, sleep training uh, <laughs> suggestions and tips and oh my my child uh, pooped on me in this way uh, and <laughs> um, what do you what do you feel, what do you think that the perspective of like you know how what sort of things that dads care about that people maybe don't know is. I can only speak with like really young kids. And it's just, it's sort of wild to me to think about like having different parenting styles with a kid who's less than 18 months old. Like they just have basic needs. They need food. They need sleep. They need their diaper changed constantly. Like there aren't really styles on that. There is one right way to do a diaper and a lot of wrong ways. And you do the wrong ways enough, you get covered in poop. Uh, until you figure it out. So like, you know, I, I'm starting to notice a little bit maybe of like different parenting styles. And I think that's beneficial for kids. They're going to have different caretakers. They're going to have teachers. It's good for kids to see different styles. But with infants, like, man, you just, you're, you're just taking care of their basic needs. That's all it is. And I feel like, I feel like dads can be as involved, as vigilant as anyone I else. definitely you just, feel I mean, like there's a, a practicality to my approach to infant care. You know, I'm kind of like running through a mental checklist in my mind. 
I'm I'm responding emotionally to the baby, yes, but I'm also like, uh, did we try this? Did we try this? Did we try this? Uh, okay, yep. no. All right, yep. then the answer is uh, he's sleepy. <laughs> yeah, it's so the, true. The checklist, like, it gets long. It gets longer and longer until you hit a point when, like, oh, it doesn't make sense to have this be a checklist. Anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. As a three-year-old, the checklist is like three pages long. And it's like, well, yeah. did we uh, full? Did we put your berries in a group or in a stack? <laughs> Yeah. Did I add the milk before the granola or after? Did I mindlessly cut your pancake in half before I'd had a single cup of coffee, <laughs> causing a true just Chernobyl-level disaster? Yeah, do you have any any good good meltdown stories uh, that you can think of recently? It's actually, I think it's getting better. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe this is maybe this is Stockholm syndrome, but I think it's. Like, you know, it's getting better. Isn't it getting better? It, I mean, we're talking on a public podcast, so it's got to be better, right? Yeah. Maybe it's the sleep. Yeah, you. I mean, five and a half hours is huge. You're at that inflection point of just get, being able to rest a little bit more. It's going to make the regression so much more painful. He's going to, I mean, he's going to, he's going to somehow hear this podcast and he's going to be like, all right, I gotcha. <laughs> all I'm right. waking up every 45 You're minutes. mine now. <laughs> I'll see you all night. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever feel like, because I remember, okay, what? Let's go back to 20, fall 2018. We have our big fancy football draft. Zan's a very good fancy football player, perennial uh, champion playoff contender, except for last year when he drafted both Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey, who got injured in the first month of the season. The net special. Uh, I learned it from you. What's that? Oh, yeah, that's true. I learned that, that from is, you. That is, spend that is spend what I did. more than 75% of your draft budget on two running backs. Yeah. Lose the league. Yeah. We've lost all of our non-football uh, fan listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, um, so in 2018, our kids were you know a couple months old, and we all presented this uh, this vision to our various partners of hey wouldn't it be cool if we all met up for a weekend with the boys and just you know drank beer and talked about sports for a couple of days and uh i think this was received varying levels of sure to really (laughs) but we we did it we ultimately were all were able to go spend this weekend together um, despite the kids being pretty young. Uh, yeah. And I'm struck by the importance of um, male friendships and also time kind of balancing away from um, from babies. What what are your what how do you feel about that? I mean, it, how do you kind of navigate those um, those I want to do this, but my partner wants to do this or like kind of like balancing, the time for yourself and time with your guy friends versus time with a family. I mean, the, the group chat is a lifeline. The group chats are totally a lifeline. Uh, especially cause you know, like they're they're It's not like, it's not like I'm going to spend a weekend away texting on my phone, but it's like, <laughs> you know, I got, I got, I got 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm going to like, this is, it's, it's a, it's a way to reconnect and it's, especially during the pandemic. I it's hard to imagine what this would be like not with the pandemic. Like one of the benefits of having a pandemic 
baby is that there's no real dad FOMO. You know, mm, like mm-hmm. I'm stuck at home with a baby, but everyone else is stuck at home with the quarantine. Yeah, uh, that's true, I guess. So, yeah, I'm not looking at anyone's Instagram stories being like, wow, must be cool to go to a concert. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is a definite, like, that's a different thing, especially because I feel like, you know, I feel like we were sort of early in our friend group with our first ones. And there was definitely, uh, yeah. like, it was definitely very obvious what we were doing versus what a lot of our friends were doing. Uh, yeah, there became a divide between our yeah. the dad the dad friends and the single friends or or child free friends. Uh, I do find that my leisure time has more focused on like intermittent bits of activity on my phone, which could be engaging in a group chat or doing a turn turn by turn chess game, which Zan and I did play for several months, and then he had a a child, and then I had a child, <laughs> a second child. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's it's so important to try and keep that sense of friendships and sense of self even as you're investing even more in uh, your family life. I mean, I don't, I'm sort of like at a, I, I'm not that interested in forming new friendships type of phase. Maybe that's the pandemic speaking. You don't have time to really meet people. <laughs> you have about time to like hang out with your family hang out with your friends that are close, and then go to bed. <laughs> I, started a, I started a new job in like uh, September 2019. So, you know, six months before everyone went on lockdown. And like, I sort of miss my work friends. Like those are, mm. those are good. Because that's, that's a good friendship where you're like, you see the same people every day. You have interesting conversations. Um, it's nice to see adults. I was really glad to see adults, particularly yeah. then, like coming off of... Not a whole lot of adult time, but... Uh, I mean, what was that moment like first walking into the office after a time oh, of man. intense stay-at-home daddom? Just like my office, it had a door and I could <laughs> close it and oh, it was it was nice. You it was uh, in peace. It was so nice. Do a task uninterrupted. Yeah, or just stare off into space uninterrupted. Yeah, just not be great at your job. Just, just look at your yeah. phone for a little while. Yeah, the uh, the the guilt free, the guilt free mm. phone sneaking, as opposed to like, oh, I'm being a terrible dad because even yeah. though my kid is safe, like, should I, could I be engaging more? I feel like that guilt complex is a real. I don't know. Is it more with dads? I feel like my wife rushes into the room like immediately at the sign of a little bit of crying. And for me, you know, earlier on, I started doing that. And now I'm like, well, you know, we're sort of trying to encourage some self-soothing. Like, maybe that's just called lazy sleep training. But I'm like, well, if I take a couple minutes to go in, maybe they'll kind of regulate their own emotions for a sec. I guess I feel kind of bad doing that. But also, they're fine. They're safe. You know, to a to a degree, you're you're helping them regulate their emotions. But I don't know. I think we need to uh, do a more formal approach to uh, to sleep training because it's been all over the place. Oh, it's just yeah. You got to commit. I yeah. feel like that was that commit, was like, then it's done. <laughs> it was you know you get you get you get both parents on the same page, uh, and you just do it. Yeah, it's hard. 
it was really hard. Nap yeah. training was harder. Mm. That that was the thing. Like we definitely we just did it all at once. You know, the book says do it all at once. Like you do nap training and sleep training at the same time. Uh, I need to it, tell that to Ariel. She wanted to do it in stages. Yeah, I feel like no. I, I just feel like that's you a good idea. But uh, man, when especially because like at at a I at least for me, every kid's different. But at least for me, naps like before we did nap training, naps weren't great. But it was like if we could get her to sleep. It was like a solid hour in the day where I was like, okay, she's asleep. I'm watching the monitor, but all I have to do is watch the monitor. That's daddy's phone time. That's daddy's Civ 5 time. You know, <laughs> that's daddy's like try to bake a loaf of bread time. Uh, and then also we did. So is a baker. Yeah. It's uh, just like a dad thing, right? It's like you need I mean, a hobby inside the house. It's just like a, I'm you can't leave the house. Yeah. You do something for yourself. I could do some woodworking, but that's really loud. That's going to wake the baby. Mm, Bread is real true. quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, woodworking, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a super dad thing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a stereotypical. I don't, I, I don't own any woodworking thing. I got a drill. I like my drill. As, when you were a stay-at-home dad, did you have other stay-at-home dad friends? Or did you make stay-at-home mom friends, like at the park or whatever? No, it was... Uh, so we moved. Mm. We moved, like, right at the beginning of all of this. So we were moving to a new city. Um, my in-laws were fairly close by, but we were moving to a city that we knew we weren't staying in. So it was like the, you know, it was the, it was the, mm. it was the easiest thing in the world to just not make friends. Cause I mean, making parent friends is a lot of work and it's worth it. It's great. But uh, the payoff is like in the future. Um, and we, yeah. we knew we were leaving. Oh, so, man, yeah, that's tough. There were definitely people that you like saw at the library or at the like random part, you know, like the you're doing the same circuit of library reading groups and music and whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I that I will say, I feel like as a dad in those spaces and often like the only dad in those spaces, that was a it's it was like it's hard. It was hard to sort of like even strike up casual conversations, which is, mm. which is on me, not on anyone else. But it was, uh, I was definitely like, I was acutely aware at that point of being the only, of very often being the only dad in the room. Wow, the only dad in the room. Wow. Yeah, that would be really tough. Do the moms have their guard up? Do they think you're hitting on them? <laughs> I don't like a, think so. Male, I mean, female again, interaction I really think at a it, bar or something. <laughs> it was like it was more. It was me. It wasn't mm. anyone else. Um, yeah. But it's like a you know. It's just a. It's like a. It's a weird. I don't know. I mean, I'm a like, I'm a I'm a uh, white straight guy. Like I'm not used to being. It's it was a very unusual experience for me to be the only ex, the only person of a particular category in a room. That wasn't. That's not something I've experienced a lot in my life. Yeah, and you're adding that to the kind of isolating feeling of, you know, trying to make small talk with a four-month-old. Yeah, <laughs> and day. plus, like, you know, if she's, like, she's crawling and, like, inevitably she's crawling towards the thing that she's going to put in her mouth and it's going to, like, clog her throat. So, like, you can't really focus on your adult time on the best of circumstances. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You've got, like, eyes in the back of your head. Like, what are you going to eat? Yeah, right. That's. I remember, like, there would be moments where you know, it went because Ariel did that for a period of time and we would come back at the end of the day and I would kind of have had a hard day at work and be jealous that she got to spend all this time with the baby and all this kind of also time when the baby was napping where she could do whatever she wanted and she's like jealous of me like being able to go to work and, you know, not be stressed 24-7 that the infant was trying to, you know, hurt themselves inadvertently uh but yeah I, I imagine those roles kind of had flipped for you yeah i mean it was definitely it was definitely the case like you know i would not have been i don't think i would have wanted to been working a job as demanding as as my wife's job but uh i went long stretches without you know having interactions with adults and that was hard did your wife ever when she was returning feel like the inverse like wanting to she's like Kind of feel like she needs to spend more time with the kids. Oh, for sure. I mean, especially yeah. if she was, you know, she was, she would, she would have days where with like she wouldn't see our daughter just because, you know, she would leave before our daughter woke up and come home after bedtime. Yeah, um, and that's really hard. That's a grueling schedule for anyone, but especially yeah. for a new mom. Yeah, oh, it was brutal. I mean, she got she got no sleep. I have no idea how she did it. She's awesome. She's amazing. And and my wife also is amazing as well. Yes. Dear wives <laughs> who are listening to this pod. Let's talk about the juicy the juicy secrets. I mean, what are some things that, that we talk about in our, our dad friend group that maybe uh, our partners don't know or that uh, the world doesn't know? <laughs> oh. I, I feel like most of the juiciest things are things we really shouldn't say or <laughs> just like... Yeah. Just like complaining about either our kids or our partners in turn. <laughs> but it just feels good to have a space to talk about with that with, you know, other other friends where they get it. It is like it is really nice to go from uh, being sh- like making a face of complete empathy with your toddler's tantrum, no matter how ridiculous it is. And then like you know, when it's over and things are settled, like turning around and picking up the phone and being like, all right. Yeah. This get is what this, this is. Guys, the, this get is what this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what this little turd did. Yeah. <laughs> Left a literal turd on the floor. And blamed dad for it somehow. 
<laughs> it is dad's fault that I pooped. That's <laughs> uh, so true. We'll just anytime something uh, something bad happens, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll talk about it with each other. The other day, uh, Wes was like, I was pooping, and he was for whatever reason he was waiting for me to be done. And then he went into That's his room and he slammed the door. Point. I'm like, what's happening there? I'm like, Wes, are you okay? And he says, I have to poop. And I was like, well, come on in. Come on in. <laughs> He's like, was about to start half pooping in his diaper in his room because we, you know, we just woken up. And uh, now he's like, he's turning into a little teen. He's like, I want privacy. Dad. He'll, he'll slam the door on me sometimes. I'm like, oh, my baby's all grown up. <laughs> Kid, oh, kids indoors. Terrifying. They're, it's like, yeah. you just don't know what they're going to do with their fingers. Once the younger one starts like, you know, toddling around, like he is just going to get wrecked. Once like the older one knows that they can kind of be rambunctious around the younger one and it's okay. There's going to be like this little period of time where it's like, it's okay until it's not. (laughs) Yeah. We're having fun slamming the door in each other's faces until (laughs) Finn's hand gets caught in it. Because he doesn't quite have as good motor skills because he's, you know, 14 months old. Yeah. Still old enough I mean, to just... laugh at a door slam joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. He's old enough to get his fingers in the door, but he's not old enough to get his fingers out of the door. Yeah. Like, one stereotype that I feel is kind of damaging is this idea of dads being distant. Do you think that that is... Um, like true have you found yourself seeking out like more escapist things to like have a mental break um or do you think it's kind of more of a stereotype i don't know i mean it's definitely like i just i don't know everybody needs to compartmentalize moms dads like you know every caretaker just needs to to be able to compartmentalize and i just feel like it's it's more about taking like doing that in a healthy way and at healthy times and like Mm. yeah if i'm taking care of two kids and i'm the like primarily responsible for them or primarily responsible for one that's not a great time to zone out but uh you know uh well yeah when they go to bed like i don't i mean that's i don't know i don't know that's daddy's time that's daddy's time (laughs) it's definitely i mean Oh, that stereotype's there for a reason, but I don't know. Every parent's different. It's not, yeah. it's not, I don't know if it's a mom or a dad thing. There's like, there are, there are things that it's some a, parents yeah. do well. It's also so heteronormative. It's like, I'm sure there are people of all genders that kind of feel like they need to escape for a little bit. And like, you know, being sensitive to what your, to what your partner needs too. It's like, like it's, it's not just, it's not just daddy time after bedtime. It's mommy time too. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's together time. Sometimes it's really just want to look at Instagram on the couch, like sitting together, but not talking time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we've all been there. I uh, I definitely think, at least in my relationship, I kind of, I don't know, maybe have more of a need to have time outside the house. You know, like, I, w- I would, it's important to me to be able to go to like a soccer practice every week. And it's important to me to 
go on like a weekend with the buddies once or twice a year. Um, I can, I think Ariel expresses her need for alone time in in slightly different ways. I think I definitely value time like genuinely away from the kids more. Yeah. Um, which, and, and I don't know if that's a dad thing or a me thing or an artifact of like, you know, I was I like just realizing uh, I've like, I've, it's been a long time since I've had the, uh, the experience of like missing my kid. Um, yeah. Which, you know, mm-hmm. is it like as a parent is really hard to miss your kid, but it's also, it's, it's, uh, it's some, it's like, I, I, you know, I see you every day. I see you a lot every day. Um, <laughs> of, of yeah, the, there's an absence of, makes the heart grow fonder type of, of, thing. of the of the three years you've been alive i've uh steadily i've been leaving the house for work for maybe nine months of those maybe yeah uh i'm home a lot you see me a lot you get sick of me i'm allowed to i'm allowed to get a little sick of you too i get it bro you're vacuuming <laughs> the carpet again <laughs> looks great yeah, I, uh, when I was getting particularly burnt out last fall, Ariel encouraged me to uh, drive up to the mountains to meet up with one of our mutual friends, a fellow college roommate. He drove down from San Francisco. I drove up from LA. And that, that was like four hours in the car. I was just like, I can think about whatever I want. I can stop to look at the view if I so please. I can st- you know, I pulled off on some of those like lookouts and just sat there and was like, huh. The world is beautiful. Little dry these days, little dry. Nice desert landscaping here in middle California. But pretty. Um I think we're both introverts, I would say. Yeah. Deep down, you know, I'm very, you know performative and outgoing but i recharge my batteries by being alone you know going to a party love going to parties but let's go takes effort not not invigorating it is a yeah you didn't know that fun, about me it's like Are, it, it what's that it draws down the batteries it doesn't draw up the batteries You're right exactly it draws down the batteries yeah our producers are saying they didn't know that about me because I'm so good at projecting extroversion. I'm just so... Uh, no, I mean, I, I guess I, I like I like talking, and I like, you know, performing, and I like talking to people and meeting new people. Um, but it's draining. Yeah. If I could spend a whole day just completely by myself, and I... That sounds, like, nice to me. You know, but I, whereas I think tough. a true extrovert is like, that sounds like a terrible day. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I, I feel the same way. Like, and especially, you know, during the pandemic, like, oh man, a day. Yeah. You, uh, you were saying like on your drive, you've been known to, you, you pull over at the, the highway overpasses. I've been known to yeah. do that in like the hardware store parking lot. Just sit <laughs> and listen to Listen to NPR. Appreciate the fact that the Tigger song is not playing on the car radio yeah. for the hundredth time, and I can just sit in the hardware store parking lot and look at the look at the ABC <laughs> store and say, "Man, the world is beautiful." Yeah, it's so true. You know, there's definitely those moments where you have like a kind of a 
a, a pre-approved errand, you might say. Like, here, you, everyone knows you're going to the grocery store. You're going to get these things. Everyone, we're all on board because we need these things for whatever thing that we're cooking. That um, cannot but then be sometimes you might, important. yeah, you, you have a little extra leeway, right? I've definitely sat in the parking lot of the grocery store and said, well, why don't I just watch five minutes of TikToks and then I'll go in the grocery store because yeah. I can't do that at home. <laughs> and my, someone will, uh, either my toddler or my wife, <laughs> be like, what you doing? <laughs> uh, kids and phones. I mean, like, you you pull out the phone and they just think it's a device for, I don't know, Disney characters, old pictures of them. I don't know what your kids do with the phone, but... Uh, yeah, uh, old pictures, truck like, videos. Like, just, and like she's, she's swiping, she's pinching and zooming. She knows her stuff. And when they're in their 20s, they're just going to be, like, just, just hologramming everything and, you know, programming and, you know... Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't buy you a Bitcoin when you were born, kid. That would. Be, yeah, sorry, kid. Yeah, would have worth been worth five billion dollars now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's true. I would have lost the moments. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, kid. I didn't tattoo your seed phrase <laughs> onto your toe. Second time around, you know, we both have two kids now. Do you think it was easier? Did it get harder? Do you kind of know what to expect? I think you know what to expect. And like it, so the actual infant care part is easier, but it's like, play, but it's like playing a video game on the highest difficulty level. Cause like <laughs> there's a whole, there's like all, there's just like a super boss at the end of every level. Like the toddler <laughs> super boss wasn't there that's the so first true. time you played it. Oh my God. That's so such a like, good analogy. You like, know all the like, controls. But the difficulty setting just got ramped up to veteran. Yeah, it's like your second playthrough, the game, they just like, they changed the rules. <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, like I have limited ammuni- ammunition now. Oh, that, that monster wasn't there. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my jump uh, attack's not working anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's what they yeah. do on hard mode of games. They just like don't give you as much ammo. Yeah. Like, what the heck? I ran out of bullets. This isn't fair. You always think like they've, you know, that they're going to, I'm going to lose more of your, your listeners, but it's like, they're not like upping the, if the AI difficulty, they're not making the game smarter. They're just no. throwing more shit at you. The, that's they what, can that's only what get it, so smart. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. A computer, you know, computer villain only going to be so smart. Never going to approach like a, you know, online player. But if there's four of them and you only have three bullets, what are you going to do? <laughs> Anyway, that's what that's. I would say that is what the second time around is like. I feel like I often have three bullets, and there are four monsters. Two kids, only one set of hands. Yeah. Do you find that the older one gets more of your attention? That was the case for us, where since Ariel is breastfeeding and having more time to spend with the infant now, kind of the three-year-old is daddy's responsibility. It's. I think it'll be different when I start my uh, parental leave, mm. which is soon. The, our current setup has is basically because my wife spent, like, you know, we have a nanny. The, my wife spends so much of her day with the infant that I feel like my the highest and best use of me 
is at the end of the workday to like, you know, take physical custody of the baby and, <laughs> and like, so like trying to sort of facilitate more time for my wife to be with the older one. Um, oh, okay. Which, That's a uh, nice which is like, so like, you know, uh, we'll see if that, we'll see what goes on with, with leave. Um, but that's definitely our current setup. Um, yeah. And also, I th- you know, our older one is like very much, uh, she likes her mom more than she likes me. Uh, oh, okay. So like, so it's definitely like, that's, that's, the, that's the setup she wants too. Yeah, what makes you say that? I mean, other than that I've been told, I like mommy more than I like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess she could uh, literally say that now. Yeah, yeah. Huh? oh yeah, she's got like grammar complete sentences. She's yeah. got it all down, she knows it. So yes, um, that is uh, that is definitely like, I, I used to like sort of mockingly in my head keep a clock about like one of those like whiteboard workday accidents clocks <laughs> would be like, you know, four days since she said, I don't like you, daddy. Um, oh my God. I've sort of, I've sort of stopped because like it's actually, she hasn't said, it's been a while. So I stopped Is updating it? the, I stopped updating the, the whole whiteboard daily. Is that but, funny uh, or painful to you? Because you're like, man, I put up with all of this <laughs> crap doing, you know, two years off of work to raise you, girl. And now it, you say, I don't like you, daddy. It has to be funny. I mean, it would, it would break you if it was anything but funny. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's, so I, it is funny deep because deep down, I you know, she loves you. to be funny. Yeah. I mean, there's, and like, we talked about this on the group chat. There's like, you know, any, any problem you have, there's a parenting book that will like pat you on the head and be like, oh, she's only doing this because she's so securely attached to you. Oh, my God. It's so true. I mean, we love parenting books and all, but my God, they all say they are contradicting each other. They contradict each other. And all of them say then the kid's going to be okay at the end of the day. So maybe whatever I do, the kid's going to be okay at the end of the day. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like if uh, they are pushing away from you that means they're secure and independent you've given them a strong foundation if they're clinging to you that means that they are very attached to you you've given them a strong foundation <laughs> yeah uh yeah no i mean totally agree and like uh i don't know i've had i i definitely had some nihilistic moments where i'm just like oh parenting doesn't matter uh i don't actually believe that but but there's definitely like you know you I don't know. As parents, I feel like it's really easy to live and die by by like, like you get to the end of the day and think about all the stuff you did wrong. The fact that you care and that you're trying is enough that it'll be okay. I think as you know, people that like reading books, it's very tempting to kind of buy into one chosen method as gospel and then start looking down or criticizing people that follow different methods or that things that don't uh, agree with that. So I think that's where it gets to be uh, an issue, you know, is if you're like kind of dogmatic with your approach and then not understanding that maybe there are a lot of different ways to raise a healthy habit, healthy kid. (laughs) What are some other uh, titles? I totally agree. Dogmatism is bad, but also Berber is the one and only true method of sleep training. There you go. There it is. (laughs) 
Zan, Zan is preaching the gospel. Do dads judge each other? Do you think if I was like, if I suddenly was like a no cry sleep uh, advocate, you'd be like, oh. we'd have like an issue? I don't, I don't know if we'd have an issue, but man, I bought that crunchy book and it, it's just like, it's just, it's like, oh, so because the book says no cry, they're not going to cry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Book author, yeah. you live in my shoes for a day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's crying. What do I do now? I've already failed based on the title. Oh. Mm. Whereas Ferber is just like, set a timer, then set another timer. Then set, it's just like, I, 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 I evangelize Ferber. It's the only parenting nonsense that I evangelize. But it's just like, in part, it's just, it's also just so good as a parent. It's like, you know, it's really hard to listen to your kid cry. Here is like a measurable, here is a measurable yeah. thing that you're doing. It's just like, all it's asking you to do is nothing for X minutes and then X plus three minutes, and then X plus five minutes. Yeah, if you have Everyone the goal can do of sleep training, it's yeah. so hard to accomplish that without like kind of a structure. The first time with Wes, um, we did, I don't know if it was specifically Ferber, but it was a, a, it was a method, and I followed a plan, and that plan got me through it. And guess what? It only took two days, and then everyone was sleeping way better, and then we were able to, you know, emote more during the day and kind of give more of our energy so uh you know it's there's a lot of different ways to do it but that that is definitely one that works um for for you and to uh to a slightly different extent us as well um that's funny that you're like i (laughs) i don't want to be dogmatic about things but this is one that i truly inherently believe in Again, I mean, the you know, this, the second kid is somehow going to listen to this podcast and he's going to be like, mm, I am going to break Ferber. Let's talk about dad bods. Yeah. Did your fitness level change after becoming a dad? Yes. You're but... like, well, it wasn't great to begin with, so <laughs> just kept on doing me. So it definitely did, but that's in part because for both pregnancies, uh, I basically gave up drinking for most of the pregnancy so like mm. five to you seven are months. you Turns just out, got all the daddy points back that you lost promoting the fervor method yeah uh i'll see if i can i'll see if i can lose him again it so it, it turns out though that uh alcohol is mostly just calories mm. and not drinking alcohol means that you're not like hungrier you just take in fewer calories so i Basically, like I was, a, I would be pretty, f- even if, if not fit, and particularly at the end of the second pregnancy, I was definitely not fit because I wasn't commute. Like I was, I was bike commuting at least for the first one. I wasn't commuting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't leaving the house. My only exercise is walking the dog. Uh, but as soon as you start drinking again and make no other lifestyle changes, like guess what? <laughs> That's an extra thousand calories a week, uh, every three days. Uh, that's going nowhere, except your, I don't know. Dad bod could also be called beer gut. <laughs> yeah. I mean. That's the not so nice way of saying it. The, That's so funny. Yeah, I did that a little bit. And the time that I did that was the daddy gets a six pack in six weeks video, which as soon as we took the after photos, just it was a, a slow decline of unraveling it. It's so much work to maintain. It's like yeah, it's like so it's much not work. just like getting there. You gotta like it's like you gotta keep it then. That's who yeah. wants to do that? 
It's the lifestyle that I do not have time or energy for. The other thing I will say, though, is that like actually putting an infant to sleep who doesn't want to be asleep, it can be like a physical calorie burning experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my like I was I was I was trying to put him down and my iPhone was like, it looks like you're doing an indoor walk <laughs> or my watch. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you, watch. I'm not. But I appreciate that you think I'm exercising right now. I am pacing around a room, shushing very loudly mm-hmm. while I sway the baby. Just shifting back and forth like this. Yeah. You know, like it's, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's like, it's like wearing a, it's like wearing a little bit of a weight vest, walking around, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, maybe doing some knee bends. I don't know, whatever yeah. it takes. It's a light exercise. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One thing uh, I admire about you is you are such a big fan of the baby napping on your chest and i've done that a few times but often i'm like oh well it's like better like sleep habits if i try and put that in the crib but like it feels so nice it's especially so nice. talking about dad bods you know you give you give a nice cushion for your yeah. baby oh it's so nice it's so nice i don't i don't really experience the nostalgia of like oh you were so cute when you were zero to three months old and uh, you know, ruining everybody's sleep and pooping everywhere. But there's mm-hmm. definitely like when when the, when this one is no longer sleeping on me. Uh, uh, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be sad. I'm gonna miss it. It's probably coming soon too. We gotta teach him to sleep. Yeah. Anytime I have a just happenstance where he falls asleep on me, I'll 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 push it more and more before I transfer him. Oh, and also half the times when you transfer to a crib after a chest, it doesn't end well. Yeah. Just results in a shorter nap. Sometimes it's just, sometimes you just got to go full nap. Yep. Sometimes you just got to let the baby sleep on your chest and watch a basketball game that you didn't care about until you realized it was on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Commercials and all. Yeah. I remember... When March Madness came around, I'd like turned on some basketball game and everyone was like, what are you doing? You know, you don't care about basketball. <laughs> you don't know anything about these teams. You're just watching this because your buddies are talking about it and it's on TV right now, right? And I was like, exactly. <laughs> that is all the reason I need. We, we have created importance out of nothing the way we do with all things. Why do we care about football so much? I don't know. It's probably because just creates a sense of meaning out of our lives. I uh, <laughs> I would I would honestly have abandoned football if it weren't for fantasy. I think that's true. And maybe this is just like my nonsense justification, but like I feel like I care about football because I really love our fantasy league. I it's 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 a way of fostering friendships and and continuing. I mean, we our group thread not the dad group that that's a little more specific, but our kind of broader 
guy friend kind of buddies uh, fantasy league. It's like daily. There can be like 200 messages a day sometimes. Yeah. Usually between the Marxist and the business school guy um, <laughs> arguing over the fabric of the economy. <laughs> yeah, or like the four lawyers going off on. Yeah, the know, four lawyers saying nonsense. something specific about Supreme Court dockets that I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I often think about, uh, you know, back, remember when texts were like 10 cents a pop? Ooh, yeah. I, would, I sometimes think there. about how much money we would be costing our parents, who at that point were paying for our <laughs> cell phone plan. Like I feel like I had a, I feel like I had a cell phone plan once that was like thirty three tech, thirty free texts a month, and that was and huge. it was like a big deal if yeah. you went over your thirty free texts. The first ever, like, oh my god, you can text unlimited. That was that was a big deal. That was a big deal. You're still downloading JPEGs like one line at a time and paying like by the megabyte for data. But wow, free texts? Unlimited yeah. text with the with the with the T9 and then like it was the T9 keyboard so you didn't have to hit, you know, two, three times to get the C. Like you could just type it out. What do you think our child-free friends don't understand? Like what would you tell yourself as a, you know, 28-year-old or you know, any you tell the self before you had kids. Oh. oh, for me, it's just like, I sometimes think about what I used to think about was a busy weekend. Mm. And I'm like, young Zan, you had no idea. You had so much free time that you were <laughs> wasting on social media and with like the NFL pregame show. <laughs> young Zan, you were, you were a foolish, you were a foolish 28 year old. You were you were using, you were wasting your time. You had so much time. And yeah. uh, I mean, I bet, like, I bet, you know, if if anybody has like three or four kids, they're gonna be like, you had no idea how much free time you had when it was just two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, even going from two to one, like, there used to be oh. a nap time. Oh, for sure. And, there used to be and a now nap there's... time. Now it's just interlocking nap times that always seem to puzzle piece themselves not together. The toddler dropped her nap. Oh, it's gone? It's just gone. It's gone. And it's, just gone. it's gone. And it's gone. And it's gone. And it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're in oh, an in-between phase for sure. Some days it is definitely gone. I was promised that nap dropping would also mean longer nighttime sleep. The baby books lied to me, or at least half the baby books lied to me, and maybe the other Dang half it. of the baby books that say the opposite thing didn't lie to me. But uh, no noticeable difference in nighttime sleep. It's just like, oh, you used to have an hour and 15 minutes in the middle of the day that was yours? I would say it's like not only no difference, but it's actively worse now for me. Like it, when Wes naps, when he happens to nap in the middle of the day, then he has so much energy at night. Like it is, uh, I have to be just firing on all cylinders just to get him asleep by 8.45 p.m., which is, oh, yeah, that is late. That's super late. I know. When do I have daddy time? Never. <laughs> Our bedtime is like 7 o'clock. She wakes Wait, up. Super what? Early. Your bedtime is seven o'clock for the three-year-old? The three-year-old goes to bed at seven. 
No. Eight forty-five. <laughs> no. Well, it used to be eight, and then I, daylight savings time happened, and it never <laughs> shifted back. <laughs> I tried. Uh, I tried. And <laughs> I try. I'm. I'm trying. Seven. He's going to bed at seven. When does he wait? When does he wake up? What the shit? <laughs> um. Well, the the thing is, sometimes he has slept till seven fifteen in the morning, and I'm like, "What are you doing in there? I've been up for an hour and a half already. <laughs> Get on my level." I need. I uh, want to shift the whole thing earlier. That's uh, been hard. I mean, sometimes I he'll wake up at 6.30 still. But you're right. He, I mean, he never wakes up at 5.30 anymore. Is that something that happens for you? He I said, wish. hoping to give himself some sense of maybe... <laughs> She's usually up before 6. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely... Well, we have a, I, I, think, I, I feel like I take that her. trade, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, having the time three- at night is like... That's real post bedtime time. I mean, the, that's the like infinite. about that's like a bit like two hours. It's enough to go to dinner. I got to talk to Ariel about this. Wow. But it also means, especially with the pandemic, we're doing fa- like we do family dinner every night. So my wife likes to eat early. My toddler likes to eat early. Daddy doesn't like to eat early. Mm. Oh well, this is this probably also explains dad. But there's a lot of fourth meal in my life right now. Just like <laughs> I'm like Just I like, eat I eat dinner at. 5.15, and I'm like, I'm so, like, I might as well have not eaten. It's, it's, it's 8 o'clock. It's 8.30. I'm starving. I'm going to order an entire pizza, and I'm going to eat most of it by myself. With beer. With these beer. Days. We have a, a monthly Among Us game. Uh, that is, I think that's the only time I'm, like, drinking beer by myself, and it's delightful. But I'm not by yeah. myself. I'm with my friends. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I feel like Zoom happy hours got a really bad rap. Maybe a deserved yeah, bad rap. Yeah, they're fun if you're playing Among Us. But like, Zoom Among Us is great. Yeah, because it's a little hard to read people's emotions anyways, which just makes it all the more confusing. I think Zoom Among Us, when I'm the imposter, is the only thing that makes me feel remotely the level of like stress that I just like feel... When I watch my toddler like barrel down the hall towards a doorknob that like might take like it is truly anxiety inducing in a way that like basically parenting also can be. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah, if you are uh, not a parent and you want to feel what it's like, play Among Us until you're the imposter. Yeah. When do you guys start like like, bath time and everything? This is is shocking (laughs) to me. So, okay. So our ske- so like dinner's on the table by like 5 or 5:15. Okay, that's early. Yeah, okay, that's good. Dinner's I like it. Done by 5:25 cuz she's a toddler and she eats three bites and it's like I'm done. Uh then oh, we're trying to get her to start cleaning up after herself. So that takes wow. a while cuz it's like, wow. "Hey, you left this giant mess. Can you contribute to the cleaning up of hey, it?" Hey kid. Uh, <laughs> just start pulling your weight around here. Yeah, so that's like I don't know, twenty minutes. We head upstairs around five forty-five, 
bath time. Wow. Dang. Uh, and then like starting at like six fifteen, like she's like she's she's legit exhausted. Um. And then it's just like you know stories, get dressed, brush your teeth, like try to wind down, all that stuff. Bedtime. That's great. I think part of it's me because sometimes I get a little carried away with the story and sort of a, I don't want to use Lord of the Rings as a comparison point, but it's basically Lord of the Rings. Um, (laughs) Our our way with two kids is we'll kind of do like a little alternating thing. And I think the transition uh, slowing us down a good 20 minutes with, you know, five minutes in real time transition and then you know, seven minutes and wind up, cool down with each parent. Maybe we got to reassess this. Seven. Oh my God. I'm, what like, I'm I at do with myself? I so would what, start so playing Civ 5. When does he eat dinner? <laughs> Our nanny leaves at five. So that's when we kind of stop working and uh, we'll start prepping dinner at five. He'll watch truck movie around 530 maybe for a little bit, you know. I'm watching some truck. That's when the scourge of Blippy has entered the household. <laughs> but try to sit down at 6, 6.15. Start bath at 6.30, 6.45. But sometimes it pushes to 7. And yeah. then, I don't know. Ariel's, as you know, I'm suggesting that we play Super Smash Brothers around 7.15. Usually I can get Finn to sleep by 7.30. Sometimes 7. Which is 10 p.m. on the East Coast, which is already asking a lot. But then there's maybe 20 minutes where Ariel's reading books. And then I'm in there usually 7.45 or 8. But if it's 8 or if it's 8.15, it takes me till 8.45 to... That makes sense. We definitely, yeah, yeah so we, uh, we definitely don't do, like, I, I basically haven't been super involved with the toddler bedtime. Like, I often do bath time and I'm, like, in the room holding the infant when my wife's doing bedtime. But it's like... You know, it's basically one parent for bedtime. Yeah, uh, that's probably so. There's none of that. There's none of the way of doing like, it. It's just sometimes it, when it was just me, I would be like, "Oh my god, this is an hour and a half of just pure energy for me." I'm getting burnt out, so that's kind of why we started breaking it up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, maybe if it was 45 minutes of pure energy, everyone would be happier. So well, maybe it's, maybe when he drops his nap, you're gonna maybe like 8:45. Maybe he'll. Uh, Maybe that'll make a difference when he drops his nap. Mm, you can that's move true. it. You can, when he, you can start when pushing he, it down. When he drops his nap, it is more like 8, maybe even 7.45 sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, life's a journey. You gotta take baby steps out there. That's the name of the show for a reason. Well, Zan, it has been so nice to catch up with you and to chat about all things daddy. And uh, also yeah. hearing about your experience as a stay-at-home dad. Well, thank you for having me. This was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And all you listeners out there, be sure to subscribe, rate us five stars on iTunes store, and email us your questions at babystepsadvice at gmail.com. We got another advice episode coming up. And, uh, you know, hang in there, Zan. It was a pleasure. We'll see you next time. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Ned.